Hello and welcome to High Tea Obsessed. I am your host, Thomas Boomhauer, and joining me today for the long-awaited, the much-anticipated, the most important podcast episode in this show's short history are none other than Mike Barbado. Heyo! What up? There it is, there it is. And Christopher. Heyo! What up? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're here. We're ready to cause some mischief. We're here to bring the motherfucking ruckus. Talking about national treasure, and it's gonna be insane. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite movies. Going back, um, it's just a lot of fun. You got Nicolas Cage. You got Riley Poole. I don't know if you need anything else. Got the whole gang. Benjamin Franklin Gates, you are undertaking the duty of the family Gates to find the most spectacular treasure in history. It grew throughout the ages and moved across continents until it was hidden by America's founding fathers who left clues to the treasure's location right before our eyes. The unfinished pyramid, the all-seeing eye, are telling us something. Keeping this treasure safe, Benjamin, is your destiny. You're treasure hunters, aren't you? We're more like treasure protectors. All his life, Benjamin Gates has searched for a treasure no one believed existed. Don't you get it, Ben? The treasure is a myth. Dad, I refuse to believe that. But what he thought was the final clue... 108 years of searching and I'm three feet away. ...is only the beginning. The Declaration of Independence. You think there is a treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence? The map is invisible. Why would we make this up? Where's your proof? We don't have it. Riley, get down! Did Bigfoot take it? Word about the map is bound to get out. Ian's gonna try to steal it. 90 seconds. The only way to protect the Declaration is to steal it. What? I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Uh, Ben? From producer Jerry Bruckheimer and director John Turtletaub. It is surrounded by guards and video monitors and little kids on their eighth grade field trip. You will go to prison, you know that, right? Yeah, probably. Okay, go! Get out of there. Get out of there now. He's got the bloody map. The clues of ten generations. There's more to the riddle. We'll reveal a mystery 20 centuries in the making. Who wants to go down the creepy tunnel inside the tomb first? Tell me what the next clue is. What do you see? Nicholas Cage. National Treasure. If you've listened to this season before, you're the old hat at this, you know what we're doing. Brief summary, then we get into the categories. We're going to talk about some of our favorite scenes, favorite characters, favorite moments, and some other stuff like that. A little trivia, perhaps. The summary is from IMDb, and it's all right. You know, we'll have to roast it a little bit. Since childhood, Benjamin Franklin Gates has known that he is descended from a long line of people whose job is to guard a treasure hidden by the founding fathers 
who hid clues to its whereabouts in the country's currency and on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Now he has learned of a plot to steal the Declaration, and has only one option, steal it himself. Even if he pulls off this monumental task, hey oh, keeping the treasure safe is still going to be incredibly hard, especially since the FBI has also gotten wind of the scheme. I feel like, I guess that's accurate, that's basically what's happening, but, you know, they leave out some juicy stuff, you know, we got a British guy trying to steal it, that's a nice little wrinkle. Oh, you know what? They're not really protecting the treasure, they just want to, like, find it for the historical impact more than protect it, I feel like. I mean, they all just want, like, cash at the end of the day, like, you know, get that that's right. it's all Except about for the money. Nick Cage. Nick exactly. Cage did not want It's cash. all about the bread. Yeah, well, he wanted the cash, it just wasn't all about it. Yeah, he kind of won. Well, he, but he only accepted 1%. That's like the whole thing. One stinking percent. 1%. Anyway. <laughs> um, on Rotten Tomatoes, really, the credits just dropped the ball on this. 46% on 179 reviews. 46% of credits said this is a good movie. And the average rating is 5.3 out of 10. Is that for Pit- the... Is that for the... Critics or the public? Yeah, what is the public? Yeah. What's the public numbers? All right, let's see. Yeah, the public numbers. Nobody gives a shit about the critics. Yeah, fuck the critics. Audience score 76%. That's passing. Woo! Still, you know, a little low for my taste. Should be in the 80s. But we'll allow it. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Yeah, well, this this is acceptable, yeah. For everyone our age, and I think it's like a five-year window on either side, this movie is a seminal masterpiece. I think everyone our age has seen it at least twice, and most dudes have probably seen it like five to ten times. Every sleepover you went to in like whenever 2004, like fourth grade, every sleepover this was playing, you were watching it. Um, on the eighth grade field trip, I remember the Liberty Tour or Freedom Trail, whatever tour guide mentioned this movie. She was like, just because you see National Treasure doesn't mean you know history. I was yeah. like, False. Bullshit. I do know history because of National Treasure. Facts. Uh, anyway, Rotten Tomatoes, the critical consensus is National Treasure is no treasure, but it's a fun ride for those who can forgive its highly improbable plot. And that is just out of line, despicable, reprehensible stuff. Shut the whole website down. Yeah, shut it down. Hate speech. How dare you said they? that? I'm going to boycott them. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. It was just like there's no author. That's their. That's like if you get the vibe from the critics, that's what the the. Vibe ah, I see. And the vibes are off. Yeah, no doubt. Jeez. Anyway, before we get into the categories, I have several questions for you. Is this actually a heist movie? I put a poll on my uh, on my Instagram before I started the season, trying to get the pulse of the public to see what movies I should include in this season. I don't think National Treasure is a heist movie. I think it was like ninety percent of the audience, or the people who voted, said yes. So, Chris, is National Treasure a heist movie? I don't know. Uh, I like. Yeah, I think the question is: Do you consider the Indiana Jones movies heist movies? Because I feel like these fall into uh, that no. kind of category. So I would agree with you on that. I don't consider them they are adventure movies. This is an adventure movie, and it's um, it's a movie about protecting, you know, like our country's uh, founding documents. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I I, th- I wouldn't categorize this as a heist movie. I. I I would consider it more along the lines of something like adventure, like Indiana Jones type of crap. 
What about you, Mike? I enthusiastically smashed that. Yes, it is a heist movie. However, I feel like every single time I rewatch it, and I've seen it quite a bit of times, probably like at least 15 times. Yeah. Um, every single time I kind of like overestimate how much time is spent on actually stealing the declaration. Very, yeah, so, it's like low key a long ass. Yeah. Movie. Compared to the events that happen after it's like, okay. And then I like the way that you guys kind of described it, compared it to Indiana Jones as like a adventure movie. Um, I would, I would probably say it fits better in that category. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, it's only like 20 to 30 minutes is spent sealing the Declaration of Independence. The rest is, you know, going around finding like the wacky glasses and like, you know. Yeah, and it happens so early. Like within the first 30 minutes, it's stolen almost. Yeah, It is a very well done heist and it's just not the focus of the movie. So I don't think it can be a heist movie. That is a fact. Which, you know, I am playing a little loose with the rules. I'm going to have drive come up later. Similarly, the heists aren't like a huge part of that, but I'm very excited for that. Anyway. What do you think? Yeah. I don't, it's not a yeah, heist movie. Kind of got all right. Not at all. I also, I think this is the movie I've seen the most times in my life because there was a whole period in high school where I'd watch it to fall asleep and the DVD I had would just replay it. So I'd wake <laughs> up several times and just be on. I like a different part. You're catching a different scene. Yeah. Bad respect. Yeah. Bad respect. And it's just like, every time you watch it, it's good. I don't care. Like, it's an awesome movie. And it is, you know, nostalgia glasses, of course. It's The Ben Franklin glasses? Perfect childhood movie, but... The Ben Franklin yeah, glasses. Of course. That keeps me coming back. Yeah. Uh, I think in context to, like, that era of movies, it was, like, the last, like, good original movie before, like, the, like, the whole uh, wave of remakes and stuff. It's like... You know what? Screw it. Let's make a movie about stealing the Declaration of Independence. Like, yeah, more on that. More on that. It was a journey to get this movie made. Oh yeah. Category time. First category. This scene slaps. And I have a bunch. I have almost the whole movie here. The movie does. Uh, slap. The first scene I have is the opening scene where we got our boyfriend of the program, Christopher Plummer. He's explaining to a young Benjamin Franklin Gates their family's history, how they got associated with this treasure. And there's just like four battle scenes. Ancient Egypt is in play. The American Revolution is in play. The Knights Templar are in play. Like this scene just goes off for no reason. They got Christopher Plummer in this scene for no reason. (laughs) And it's just like Adeline and it's awesome. Yeah. And even like the little kid is pretty good too. He's just like, he's reacting. He gets freaked out by his grandpa. And then he's just like, he's all in. He's like, am I a knight? Yeah. You love to see it. I like how they tried to make uh, John Voight look young in that first scene. So I was going to say, he looks the exact same as he does in that scene as, <laughs> as he does later on when um, Ben shows up. Yeah. Uh, the next scene that I have is finding the Charlotte. You know, they finish the opening scene. We pan up. It's Nicholas Cage. We're all hyped. Then it's Eddard Stark, and they're just, you know, they're shooting the shit. They're roasting Riley a little bit. They're kind of like boys. And then, yeah, and then they figure it out. They're like, oh, we got to steal the declaration, but we can't, of course. Now, I guess it's a dead end. We'll just have to rest. Like, we found this crazy ship that's just in the middle of nowhere somehow in Alaska, I think. And like a dime, it just turns to straight menace. They're going to shoot Nicholas Cage and Riley. It's tough. It's tough. 
right. And then it explodes, and it's just crazy. The best part of that scene, though, is when uh, Nicolas Cage just chucks the flare at him, and he just casually catches it. Like, yes. Yeah, fuck you. And then the jacket catches on fire. Oh, yeah. There's also a really good explanation in that scene as to how the uh, ship ended up in that region. Yes, I have that in best quotes. Yes. <laughs> yep, I'm going to play the audio for that. I can't do it justice. Oh. <laughs> All right, so now... Um, I like the scene where it's Ben and Riley. They go and meet Abigail for the first time. And Ben's kind of like, like explaining. He's like, the declaration's going to be stolen. He's like, someone's going to steal it. Um, he went to the FBI. He went to the Department of Homeland Security. And Not buying no, it. none of them are buying it. And he, he even tells us when uh, each, each, like the FBI, they lost them at... Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost them at the map on the back, I think. Yeah. And Department of Homeland Security, they lost when they told them that the ink was invisible, <laughs> which is also where they lost Abigail. Um, Should have just read her the clues and then like just read the poem, and she would have been all all about it. Right, but it's still but they didn't they didn't know yeah. her yet. Um, he didn't have the pipe, the million dollar pipe. Bigfoot took it. That's what do you right. want? What do you want from him? <laughs> Uh, on that topic, I just want to make a comment about how, um, you know, uh, later on when uh, Ben Gates gives uh, her the, the, the stupid George Washington button, well, not stupid, but the button, uh, I, I love how uh, they sound so attracted to him when, and they're like, ooh, Paul Brown. I'm like, dude's name is Paul mm-hmm. Brown. Like, that is the shittiest name I've ever heard That's of. That's a fake name. <laughs> It's like pretty obviously fate too, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, Paul Brown. Also, this is probably more for like nitpicks, but so Diane Fruder is German and she has a pretty strong accent in this scene. And then almost throughout the rest of the movie, she doesn't really have an accent. Yeah. She does like when they rescue her slash kidnap her and then that's it really. Yeah. I always try to pick her at, pick out that because um, they do make such a... But she is actually German. Like she. Oh, really? Yeah, I just thought it was weird that in the first time we see her, it's like pretty heavy and then not really. Yeah, and since it's natural, it should be easier to kind of maintain if they wanted to. Yeah, who knows, though? Oh, yeah. Um, my next scene is when, like, right after this, they meet with Abigail and then they're in the National Archives. They're looking at all the documents. Nick Cage just posted up. He's got his hands on the belt buckle, looking cool. And he reads the declaration, reads a couple lines from it. If it's any consolation, you had me convinced. It's not. I was thinking, what if we go public, plaster the story all over the internet? It's not like we have our reputations to worry about. Although, I don't think that's exactly going to scare Ian away. 180 years of searching, and I'm three feet away. Of all the ideas that became the United States, there's a line here that's at the heart of all the others. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. People don't talk that way anymore. Beautiful. No idea what you said. It means if there's something wrong, those who have the ability to take action have the responsibility to take action. 
Kurt is doing. <clears throat> what? I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <clears throat> uh, Ben? Fuck yeah, you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm right. rocking with Ben. With, with that too, I love... Um, uh, it was a right, yeah. Riley's in the uh, National Archives with the the camcorder, and he's got the laser pointer mm-hmm. on it. No, how does yes. that old lady not notice? Like, how does no one notice yeah. the giant like laser pointer? Green laser, yeah. yeah. And then also, I don't. I guess. I mean, Chris, when were we in eighth grade? Like, uh, two thousand two thousand eight or no, two thousand nine or eight. Yeah, something like that. Like this movie came out in two thousand four. 2008 we're not even allowed to use our ipod touch to take video exactly of it. yeah and they this guy just had a camcorder in i mean it's probably because of national treasure they were worried everyone was gonna try to steal it yeah of course of course oh man uh my next scene and i do skip some other banners so if you want to jump in but my next scene is when they actually steal the declaration so getting into the gala and you know ian shows up all that good yeah. stuff so everything from, you know, Ben's got the tuxedo, or I guess now the tuxedo first, he's dressed like a maintenance worker, gets in, changes, and then Ian grabs Abigail. All that stuff. That's, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I want to make a comment on that scene real quick, because mm-hmm. that, that was going to be my favorite. Well, one of my favorite scenes is the gala scene, where mm-hmm. Paul just walks in. Well, you know, Nick Cage, Ben, Paul, whatever the hell you want to mm-hmm. call him here. He just walks in, uh, and I, oh man, I wish I knew the I wish I could rattle the quote off the top of my head, but it's one he just goes up there and he's like, You know, uh, if we were alive today, or if we were doing the revolution today, we would be burned and just like pr- persecuted, yes, and murdered. I don't think I have this written down, but he's like, To treason, that's what these men were committing when they signed the declaration. Had we lost the war, they would have been yeah. tried, executed, beheaded. Like tarred and feathered, and my personal favorite favorite had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just yeah, that, buddy. It's just like, and it's just like, <laughs> anyway. And then he just chugs champagne and walks away, like they yeah. never see him again. <laughs> to the men, to the people who knew, did what was considered to be wrong because they knew what was right, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. A toast, yeah, to high treason. That's what these men were committing when they signed the declaration. Had we lost the war, they would have been hanged, beheaded, drawn and quartered. And, oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> yeah. So, here's to the men who did what was considered wrong in order to do what they knew was right. What they knew was right. Well, good night. Good night. Good night. And then just like makes intense eye contact with her. So like, hey, I'm about to do something <laughs> dumb. <Yeah. laughs> just down the hatch. Yeah, the two, hatch two two of There's champagne. a lot of red flags in that scene yeah. that just weren't picked up on. <laughs> it was just no, they were though. She was immediately suspicious. Yeah, but she didn't do anything about it. <laughs> no, she does. She chats with the people at the door. She's like, "Do you have a Paul Brown?" Oh, on true. List? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then that's she how she was able to get the. Okay, she did do something about it. Yeah, okay. yeah she tried. Yeah. So, so that's one. Of, that's one of my nitpicks. I'm gonna step on it here. 
Why was he as suspicious as possible when he met her? Because he's weird. Just be like, just be like, yo, you're hot. Uh, I got you a drink, and I gave you that button. Okay, peace. This guy's, you know, trying to get in there. I'll, I'll back out. And then that's it. That's all he had to do. Instead, he went like sixty nine percent at the list page, and it was just as suspicious as possible. In the end, it worked for him. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's just letting them all know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, another highlight from just that whole scene of stealing the declarations when he's just holding like the glass case with the declaration, they just start popping shots off yes. at him. It's yes. it's so crazy to me. And the music in that scene bangs too. It's just like really nice. It's You're like, oh shit. Crazy to me how quick Ian was like just so ready to kill Ben. I know. Like oh. They were boys. Yeah, like they, they, there's a line like we play poker together. You know when I'm bluffing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. all right, like if you guys are playing poker, like at least a couple times you're boys. Yeah, you have a <laughs> yeah. Now this guy is popping shots. Ian's just like, all right, like I, I fuck mm-hmm. this guy. <laughs> I'm going to get me some him. treasure. <laughs> it's the treasure of all treasures, though. Don't For forget. For sure. Hello. Ben, you're doing great. Ben, pick it up. About one. We own video. I lost my feed. What? I lost my feed, Ben. I don't know where anyone is. I, I have nothing. Ben, I have not Ben, I have nothing. Get out of there. Get out of there now. I'm taking the whole thing. I'll get it out in the elevator. What are you talking? Is it heavy? Door. Door three, one minute. Gates. What was that? Who's shooting? He's got a bloody map. Anyway, my next scene is the chase scene. I feel like you gotta include the big chase every time you got one. Oh yeah. Swerving through the cities of DC. Uh good stuff, good stuff. Nothing too groundbreaking, but Riley is just humorous commentary throughout. The entire movie. My next scene is when they're at John Voigt's house. And he's just super old man in this. He's just, you know, he's cranky. He's like, is she pregnant? Hot takes, left and right. <laughs> Critiquing his son left and right. Roasting them all. Is that an animal skin? Just finding the toad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everything from when they roll up and he's like, is she pregnant? Till he freaks out and he's like, oh, you threw your, you ruined your life. And it's and that, worth uh, noting that Abigail looked far from present or pregnant in that scene. 
far from pregnant. Very offensive. Very, very. (laughs) And I mean, banger ending of that scene, though, when he's all duct taped to the chair, he's just got like the the freaking takeout cup in his hand. He's like, yes, I don't know where he went. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, he duct taped me to this chair and he stole my car. (laughs) Just like not, not very convincing at all. (laughs) (laughs) He stole my cup. That, that line. Hate to see it. Um, my next scene is at Independence Hall and then the chase after, which is it's just cool stuff. You know, we see some bonding. Abigail's all in at this point. Shout out to the kid. Shout out to the kid. Wait, the Stockholm the... Syndrome uh, stepped in at this point? Uh, perhaps. Perhaps. 100%. I did not include the kid with the silent stupid letters. I did not include That's an honorable that, mention, though. Uh, in this part. Honorable that, mention. That should be in there. Yeah. That kid gets, he's going to come up again later in Scene Stealer, spoiler alert. But that was good stuff. Um, You know, love the treasure, hunting the clues, finding more clues. The Ben Franklin glasses are always appreciated. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then after, when they're like running through the city, they split up. The only American in uh, Ian's crew is shooting at Ben. He's the only, he's just, you know, running through the cemetery, (laughs) running top of buildings. All good stuff. Riley and Abigail didn't split up. She's hiding in like the butcher section of the grocery store. She's like, if you're not a steak, you don't belong here. That's facts. If you're not a steak, you don't belong here. I'm just trying to hide from my ex-husband. <sighs> Who, Baldy? Yes. Honey, stay as long as you like. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you want something? Do you want something? Shut up. I see why you left him. Hiding from her husband. Ex-husband. <laughs> That's just good people. That I trust that butcher with my life. Yes. The next scene I have is after that, he gets arrested. Uh, Ian calls. FBI is like, hey, Ben, you're going to help us arrest Ian. Ben's like, absolutely. Never. Like, you can trust me. Jumps off the USS Enterprise. Very sick. Oh. Very sick stuff. It's the murky Hudson. I got, I got some critiques on that too. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is an ROTC di- diver. Nick Cage? Ben Gates. Ben Gates. Yeah. Oh, ROTC ben Gates. diving Oh, yeah. They were rattling off his... Uh... They do. They, they read off his uh, resume. Oh, yeah. And then the last scene that I have, going into the trip, finding the treasure. Yeah. All good stuff. You know, you love to see Monumental it. for the movie. Monumental for the movie. <laughs> Monumental for this nation. So Talk about it. No, was it after... Uh, I think it's after Shaw dies. Rest in peace, my homie. Um, spoiler alert. He's um, the guy that fell, right? Yeah. Yes. I have... I never bothered to learn his name. I, I couldn't have told you if it was Sean or Shaw until preparing for this podcast having seen this movie probably like 50 times i could not tell you until i was like i gotta figure it out for the subtitles man hey uh, yeah but no there's a in that scene well in that sequence of events i love when uh nick cage goes in for the smooch and he does that and then henchman number three behind him he's like damn why does that never happen to me and i'm just like (laughs) banger line that's my second right there (laughs) Okay, okay. Nice. 
All right. Do you guys have any uh, scenes that I missed? Um. No, I mean, those are like, those are the real heaters, you know? Mm -hmm. What scene was your favorite? For me, it's stealing the declaration. That's 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 me. I'm on stealing the declaration, that sequence. From the gala all the way to the start of the car chase. I feel like that's the clear answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's That's like, yeah, that's, I'm going to steal the declaration of independence. He does it. He steals it. That's also like, say you're just, it was on TNT back in the day or something, and like you're channel flipping and you see it. And if it's before any time before that, you can excuse yeah. it. You're like, ah, I'm not going to. And pretty much almost like any point after as well, like you're probably not going to jump in. But if you're right before they're going to steal the declaration, you're in and you're sitting and you're watching the yeah, rest of the movie. Absolutely. Instantly invested. Yep. Yep. Glad we got consent. Right. Best. Best character. Benjamin Franklin Gates, you know, obvious nominee. Intelligent. Suave. Yep. Ooh. Suave. Gets the girl, of course. <laughs> um, I, I I would say he's charming if he didn't have that dumbass toast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it worked. Though, yeah, and like he also well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I guess I can't knock him for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I got a runner up, but I'd say uh what's what's his face? Uh, Special Agent Sadowski. Okay, Peter Sadowski. Oh yeah, Peter Sadowski. I have him in a different category. Is he on the head of like the um, the investigation there? It's it's Harvey Keitel. Yeah, Yeah, Harvey Keitel. Yeah, because like usually you see him as like a mobster. Now he's like you know Mister Buddy Cop in this. So like it's like it's like a cool uh, change of like character for him. Cool. Mm -hmm. And I mean he crushes it. And you know another spoiler. You know he's a Freemason himself. So you know he's you know kind of. Deep State Sadusky. Deep State Sadusky. There we go. Uh, other nominees: Doctor Abigail Chase, hundred percent, dedicated, passionate. Mm-hmm. Riley Poole, our fucking guy, just an absolute clown. This guy, not okay, absolute clown, right? But incredibly nice on the stage. Oh steps. my god! Perhaps the nicest. Yeah, he's wheelman. Yeah. Dude's a fucking wheelman and a hat. He dons two hats. That's efficiency. I love that in a heist crew. What more can you ask for? And, I mean, it's not in this movie, but in the next movie, he hacks into, like, London's police database while in a moving car. He hats Buckingham Palace. Like, this dude's just fucking nice. Oh, yeah. He knows what's up. Yeah. He hats the National Archives in this one, of course, in, like, 2004. <laughs> Guy's just hatching yeah, shit. Yeah, in the middle of, you know, Bush-era, like, national security. Like, the dude... Post-9-11, yeah. dude's hatching into <laughs> National Archives. <laughs> How nice on the stits is he? And he's pretty casual, too. Like, he's... Yeah, easy. He's like, like, I don't need he help. Doesn't it's have just to give do... me some time. Yep. What about, um... What about our main antagonist, Ian Howe? Ian Howe? Ian Howe. On the list. On the list. He's up there. Probably top three. That guy is motivated. Yep. I mean. He has money. He wants more money. (laughs) Seriously, He's ready to kill for it. He was was coming in Well, he's ready to have his friends kill for it. (laughs) Do we know, would he have been able to get the declaration if not for um, Riley and Benjamin's prep? Yeah, I think they're. Um, I don't think he would have been able to figure out all the clues. Do you think they would have? Been I think able that to is one thing it? they're missing. 
Yeah, they were about to. Yeah. They were like a minute behind Ben, and they had like they're better criminals, of course. Right. And there was yeah. like four of them, so they they probably had a better drill, or they would just grab the whole thing like he did and just go out the back way like they came in. Like they would have, they would have been. They would have, there would have been no evidence. Like they would have just taken the declaration, and nobody would have known who got him, who got it. Would they have? Um, is that when he calls up Ben later, and he's like, "Yo, I I already took it." He's like, "Hey, listen, <laughs> my bad. You know, things got out of hand." I don't. He thought Ben and Riley were dead. He thought they blew up. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he sees them, he's like Gates. So that's. Well, I think we're missing a character. I think like we're missing a another guy who's like not as smart as yeah. Ben, but is like in on this but, shit. He's like, a, but it's just like full conspiracy yeah. theory. But Ian's heist, though, they didn't hack the cameras at all. Like that, that was never part of. The no, they, they did. did. Yeah, they, did. they just they took did. Them the out. guy goes, "We own video," and then yeah. Riley's like, just "Cut it, yeah." Ben, I have nothing. I have nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think they do pull it off. Okay. And then the question is, you know, these are there's one American in their crew. Maybe he's like, "Hey, we can't destroy this," but the rest of them are Europeans. I don't really trust them with the declaration. Oh, I would never. Two British guys. Yeah, hell no. Tough. Notable quotes. We got the one you brought up. Powell, who I think is the guy that goes, why does this never happen to me? <laughs> Powell goes, Look, this is a waste of time. How could the ship wind up way out here? Well, I'm no expert, but... It could be that the hydrothermic properties of this region produce hurricane force ice storms that cause the ocean to freeze and then melt and then refreeze, resulting in a semi-solid migrating landmass that would land a ship right around here. Beautiful. He just shuts this guy just, down. And then just walks yeah. away. He's like, maybe if you weren't such an idiot. You would Maybe understand. if you listened instead of shooting people. Oh. <laughs> Sit down and do your homework every so often. I don't... My quotes aren't in order, but that's I got what it. I have on this list. I got one. Ooh, here okay, we go. Okay. Um, this is always just one of like the standouts for me. They're in the archives. And um, Ben comes up. He's got a whole... Like, he's got the good books um on where yep. the declaration's going and it's a he's got this book about it's got the preservation room where the declaration yep. goes yeah. that, that was my next quote oh, yeah. oh, it's one of my <laughs> favorites too he goes uh he goes yeah the preservation room enjoy go ahead do you know what the preservation room is for and then riley answers delicious jams and jellies which is like reasonable <laughs> it is it's so reasonable and it's like it's just I, I it's, <laughs> thought that was just yeah real silly. Perfectly delivered. I think the actor's name is Justin Bartha. He is perfect for in this role. Riley, and he's our best friend, Doug. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Do you think is it possible? You know, we'll save that. We'll save that for unanswerable questions. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ooh, I got another Riley. The next scene, another heater for Riley. Okay. We see. We love Riley, people. <laughs> Uh, it's when they're in the clothing store. Ben hands over the $100 bill. They're trying to figure out the next clue. They got the water bottle. They figure out they got to be there at like 3 o'clock, I think. Abigail. We missed it. No, we didn't. We didn't miss it because... But you don't know this? 
I, I know something about history that you don't know. I'd be very excited to learn about it, Riley. Oh, hold on one second. Let me just. I'm just taking this moment. This is. This is cool. Is this how you feel all the time? Because you know, except for now, of course. Riley. All right. What I know is that daylight savings wasn't established until World War One. If it's 3 p.m. now, okay, that means in 1776 it would be 2 p.m. Riley, Go. you're a genius. Yeah. Do you actually know who the first person to suggest daylight savings was? Benjamin Franklin. Great stuff from our guy. History knower, Riley. And he takes his time to flex, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. Let him know. All right. Another one I'm going to try to put the audio in for. <laughs> oh, it says, yeah. Just so you know, you wouldn't have been able to get this far without me. So. If, if Riley had a Twitter account after this moment, he definitely updates it. He's like, it's before it was just Riley Poole. Now it's number one history. <laughs> That's his name on Twitter. Ratio on Ben Gates all the time. <laughs> ben Gates is like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Riley's like, I'm going to steal this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I got a Riley. Uh, our boy, henchman number. Oh, Chris. I, I just got a quick Riley quote. Um, when uh, Ben's trying to steal the deck, and uh, he's uh, he's trying to like type in the passcode. Riley's like, he's got his little uh, <laughs> little server going. And he's like, all right, I got a few options that came up. He's like, a glove fry, a very golf, a Fargo Levy. He's just rattling off the most like crazy bullshit. Airgar, Fargarv. <laughs> a go fly rev. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great scene. His delivery of it is just what makes it like kind of just the uh, yes. just the continual more slurring. And then when he's when Ben is like, "It's Valley Forge," he's like, "That's not on my computer. <laughs> Can't trust computers." Oh. That's what we know. Yep, never. I've seen the term. Anyway, our, our favorite henchman. Wow, great, great. Our favorite henchman, Powell. You know, they're in the trip. They're in the under Wall Street in that giant church or whatever. How do a bunch of guys with hand tools build all this? Ben Day says, same way they built the pyramids and the Great Wall of China. Riley. Yeah, the aliens helped them. Let's fucking go. Here's the thing about Riley Poole. He don't miss. Not once in this movie. Chris, you brought up a good one when the henchman goes, why does this never happen to me? Tough. Boom. You know, he chose the wrong career. Should have been a historian. He really should have. And then I think, you know, the best quote from this movie, without a doubt, number one with a bullet. I'm going to steal it. <clears throat> what? I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <clears throat> uh, Ben? No other choice. Nothing. It's iconic. Oh, yeah. I would say that... I mean, it's definitely number one. I'm not going to dance around that. I think that another quote that I would like to at least give an honorable mention, because I remember it from the trailers mostly, was okay. we're more treasure protectors, which is yes, which is like, because every time I hear that, I'm always like reminded, oh, yeah, that's that's a big line. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think it is. Yep, that's in the scene with Abigail when, when they first meet. That someone wants to steal yeah, and yeah. that's where we lost... Homeland Security. <laughs> I would say we lost it after the Patriot. Oh, oh, facts. Let them know. Anyway, 
Next scene. If you could add any character from another heist movie or crime movie, who would it be and why? And I kind of touched on this already. I think we got to beef up Ian's henchman because Ian's pretty good with it. You know, he figures out one of the clues. He's like, silenced. That's a name. We got to figure this out. Uh-huh. Um, but the henchmen just really aren't carrying their weight besides Shaw. Yeah. So he needs, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we ought to find another secondary, like, conspiracy theorist about yeah. history to bring in here. Uh, well, like a brain we're looking for, you think? Yeah. Well, all right. The one henchman, though, that uh, deserves a little recognition is the driver <laughs> of the truck after the heist. Mr. Uh, the only line in the movie he has is, oh, no. And, like, that's it. He just drives into, like, a whole, like, construction crew and all yes. that. I love the face he makes when he shoots at them. He, like, squeezes his face in a weird way and closes his eyes as he's shooting. As a henchman should. He's just spraying and praying. (laughs) All Um, right. I don't know who you would add as a brain, but I do know Mm -hmm. that... um, What's our boy from the town in Hawkeye? What's his name? It's Dremer. Jeremy Renner, yeah. Um, you want fucking well? He would he would be so complimentary to like just their dickhead, yo. What if like douchebag pop on site (laughs) type? uh, But then also like, imagine like I feel like the wrinkle is because you know Jem's obviously from Boston. What if he just like knows all the shit about the founding fathers? Dude, he would probably be able to tell Ian, no, this guy's fucking lying to you when they (laughs) pointed out the uh, the lamp at the end. Yeah. She's like, I think it's a bunch of bullshit, <laughs> it sounds like. Wow. All right. Wow. That'd be incredible. Yeah. All right. I got two guys. Uh, the first one, I don't know the guy's name. Who's like the, the, the shield agent guy who just looks like white boy government guy from like Mar- the Marvel. Agent Tolson? Yeah, him. The one that Loki kills? I think so, yeah. I feel like he. Phil, son of Tolson? Yeah, he, he, would be, he would be a good addition to the movie. Just, I don't know in what type of capacity, but. He just seems like to fit that mold. FBI agent number yeah. two. Okay. And then very hot take. Um, I think Brendan Fraser would have made a great Ben Gates. I think he wow. like early 2000s. <laughs> wow. Fraser would have made a great Ben Gates. He would have freaking. I mean, like right after the mummy, he just comes he's in. He's like, boom, national treasures. What if we put in, what if we put him in the old man made up and he's Rick O'Connell from the mummy? But he's just old Rick O'Connell. And he, yeah, he's like the mentor of Ben Gates. So, like, you know, he's, he's the secrets to treasure hunting. Yes, I kind of see that. That's, like, I, I think I would like to add, I would like to get both of them. I'd like Jem. I don't, Chris, I don't like the Agent Tolson one as much. I'm sorry. Hey, it's a spur of the moment. But we, did, we did Jem <laughs> and we get Rick O'Connell in this movie. And we're just like, because the original cut was four hours long. We just did the four hour cut of National Treasure. That's the director's cut. Fucking Jem and Rick O'Connell, and we're just like, what up? Let's go. Yeah, where where can we get that? Um, in like five years when deep fake technology is even better, oh, we can make it ourselves. What do you got? See, what do you add? Yeah, what do you got? I was thinking like maybe similar to Tress with Rick O'Connell. I was thinking we get like old man Indiana Jones, maybe. Ooh, all right, I like it. And he's like, Ian goes to him, and then he joins Ben's team after. So. Like Kingdom oh, of the God. Crystal Skull kind of Indiana Jones, like old dude like that? or Well, older than that yeah. because it would have been 2004, so it was like on his deathbed Indiana Jones, I guess. Oh, damn. Shia LaBeouf, maybe? <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. This was his golden era. He was in yeah. holes then. This would have been good. Nah, we're, we were like right before. We're about This would have kicked him off oh, earlier, yeah. 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 Shia LaBeouf is who? 
just we did him in some somehow some way. Okay. I just says mutt from Crystal Skull. Either mutt from Crystal Skull or I don't know. I think he could, he what if, what if we did him as Stanley Yellants? That's we're not ready for that, Chris. It's quite quite well, man. <laughs> Nicholas Cage falling in love. I think he was a kid still, though. Okay, yeah, that'd be yeah, never mind. Stanley Yel- Yelnance the fourth. John Voight's in that too. Uh, John Voight also uh, took a deep dive into the right wing after you know. We got we got stuff on that time. John Voight. Don't worry. Yep. Anyway, now it's time for nitpicks. We have some questions, so it's either unanswerable questions, stuff we've touched on, or nitpicks so this was super hard for me not because there aren't a lot of plot holes in this movie obviously there are and they also get some history wrong as well but i've seen this movie like a hundred times so i've already bought into all the like all the bullshit i'm already in like i'm not going to be watching it for this and be catching plot holes because they're already way out of my mind (laughs) but i do have a few oh i know i certainly are we sure that ben gates isn't just arrested anyway (laughs) That's let alone like Riley and Abigail also definitely arrested. Yeah, they've committed a lot of crimes here, <laughs> yeah. and you know I guess the FBI could probably hand wave a bunch of them yeah. and be like, oh, he was working on our behalf. He was like a CI or something like that. Yeah, but also like traffic like, violations. Maybe we did some pardons. Like those simple things. Like, is he gonna get fined for yeah. like all the red lights they blew through? Right. <laughs> <laughs> is the president? Does the president just issue them a pardon? Yeah. Does he bribe the president? I don't. Does it? So he donates like ninety nine percent of it to museums. Yes, which is great for his taxes. He's gonna love that. Yes, oh, I think nice. I, I, I think I have the amount that they get, and it's still like a wild amount. Yeah, they they kind of they give it to us, right? I don't think they say they get like one percent. I the, uh, Riley says half of one percent. Yeah. So I guess Abigail and Ben, who have been dating for like a day at that point, and by dating I mean they kissed once, <laughs> split the other half, which is just <laughs> wild stuff. Buying a from house ben together Gates. with this guy well, who you thought was Paul Brown two days. It ago. was. Listen. It was never about the money for Ben. It was just about <laughs> the family. Here's the thing with Ben. He was down bad. I feel like I feel like we can say that. Yeah, him and his you know, family. He, Yo, his apartment. He dedicated. Was sweet, <laughs> he dedicated his life to this. I don't think there was a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> the only one he gets is through Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I mean, gotta take what you can get at that point, you know? Yeah, I mean, damn. Shout out Diane Truder forever. Yeah. Troy, remember it. That's coming up later. Ooh. All right. Um, another question. Where did Shaw's body go? Yeah. It's it's the portal, yeah. you know? It, yeah, it fell and just disappeared. Gone forever. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> All right. Thomas, I got a deep cut uh, nitpick. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, all right. So they, they use a lot of like product placement and real world brands in it, like Visa and stuff. Okay, so mm-hmm. when they're on the Intrepid, they're doing that whole shebang, that whole operation. The the the, the truck that they wanted... I said USS Enterprise earlier, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all right. The I truck the that they're running this whole op out of, you know, like with like all like the camera, like the video equipment, the phones and crap. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a utility truck that says Northeast Gas and Electric. Northeast Gas and Electric doesn't exist. Con Edison is the utility provider for New York City. Don't you think like you know like. 
All these come on, FBI. All, these realize, all right, that truck is sus as fuck right there. Like, no, because Chris, the villains are European, so they don't know. <laughs> it's New York City, man. <laughs> it is the FBI. It's it is a bad job by the FBI, yeah. but they they lucked out. Yeah. They lucked out. In and then case. in that same scene too, like all right, they, they 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 pop underwater, do this cool underwater stunt, and then it's like all right, let's just pop mm-hmm. up like you know a hundred yards away and like get out of here. Like then you see like the helicopter in the back going back and forth. It's like. Right, they just yeah. went across the like, river. Yeah, that's New Jersey, but you're a federal agent. You're allowed to cross state lines. Like, yeah. I don't think so. I think, you know, New Jersey, they're like, ah, ah, not worth it. Yeah, we'll find them later. Shout out New Jersey for Satine. Yeah. Um, Alright, I have a nitpick. I have a serious okay. problem with this. Um... This one I let bother me. I don't let much much else bother me in okay. this movie. We got two vans exchanging fire mm-hmm. in yep. downtown no, DC, please. the capital city of of the United States. Post 9/11. Post 9/11. And they can't they can't follow them? They don't know where they're nope. going? Where are the boys in no blue? Idea. There's there's a scene where the cops like blow by them and then they're just lost. It's like, bro, <laughs> there's no reports. People calling right. in, hey, these fucking guys are shooting. Yeah, a big red van. Window shot. Helicopters to deploy. Hey, nope. I thought there was like snipers on every roof in DC. Like, what's going on? And also, where are like the National Archives can't be too far away from like the national mall right they got to be right in that area. Oh, yeah, it's down the so, road. remember like it's basically as far as they know like a terrorist attack right by the national mall like all this stuff what is right happening right after the declaration of independence was stolen yeah like tough look <laughs> tough look for dcpd dc police we're not sure we're not sure about they're on, this they're, they're sus right now yeah they're on fraud <laughs> alert <laughs> Internal investigations. Let's go. IAB. Here's a question for you guys. John Voigt, the family cook, he says, you know, he's got a job in health insurance. What was his job? He's got hundreds of dollars just tucked in common sense for some reason. Doesn't trust banks, I guess. <laughs> Librarian. He's got a sweet car, according to Riley, but it does smell funny. Uh, What's he doing? What's he doing for cash? Librarian. Okay. Uh, was he doing like healthcare management type stuff? I don't know. Did he go to uh, Greendale? You know, was he in Annie at his, Annie's classes? Wow. <laughs> healthcare management. Ooh. Who knows? Who can say? Uh, all right. He lives in the DC metro area. You know, like maybe State Department. Uh... Probably works at the Smithsonian or something, right? I mean, like they're big in history. They are famous for being like conspiracy theorists, though. According to like the Smithsonian, once Abigail learns his name, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Abigail. Too. Once Abigail learns his real name, she's like, "You're that family with the conspiracy theory about the founding fathers." <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one more, and I'm sure there could be millions. There could be trillions. Who knows? Why didn't Ben know that the Silence Do Good letters had been donated? I get him and his father aren't on great terms. Seems like that'd be a big deal. Yeah, something that, especially if like you're a history head, like you would know. Yeah. That. Something that like your father would say, at least kind of say, uh, "Hey, uh, you don't want these? I'm gonna donate them." Type of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially like I believe it is that his 
dad, so the grandfather in the beginning, found them, I think. Mm-hmm. It was just by happenstance. So, like, he knows that they got a baby. Yeah, just by happenstance. Yeah. I love that. That's a, that's a good line. <laughs> trying to deflect. He's trying to change the subject. Yeah. But, you know, like, he probably would have seen something in, like, a newspaper or something of, like, all right, the right. Ben Franklin site. Yeah, we have these silence do good papers now or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a good cut. All right. Any more nitpicks? Any more questions? Uh, nitpick. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, how did how did they not blow up in the first scene? Like, I, I get the whole hatch and stuff, but like, but they, they show that explosion. I'm like, God damn, that was like intense yeah. stuff. I watched um behind the scenes stuff, and they really blew that. Like, they that was a practical effect, and it was huge. Yeah. It was sick. Yeah. They got like all these crazy categories. I saw or um angels. I saw. It was awesome. Like, how a little hatch like save them? Like, I'm like, you know. Like, I get, you know, the smugglers and stuff, but, like, damn. But just... How are they not deaf? I saw Dudley's Warrior. <laughs> Shockwaves. Nice. <laughs> and they just, like, walked until they found a bush pilot to fly them. Casually, they have no yeah. money. Good yeah, stuff. that was that, that that was a little weird. Just the fact that, all right, we better they were, start walking. Just it's like, bro. Like... <laughs> yeah, also, I saw, like, the, they were on location for that. That wasn't on, like, a lot or anything. It was negative 10 degrees when they were filming <laughs> So they're definitely dead. Yeah. And yeah, so you have to go through costumes bucket. when you get back. Like, it's like, hey, yeah, what were you doing uh, up in the Arctic Circle? You know, just treasure hunting. We were treasure hunting. Yeah. I mean, I think back then, I guess if they had their wallets on them, back then you didn't need a passport to go to Canada, right? That was probably right around when that was a thing. I remember it happened when we were kids. Yeah. That's when it became a thing. Again, so if they were in Alaska, they fly to Canada. Maybe if they just stay in the airport, they don't need to go through customs or something. Yeah. Get with the post pilot passport. We got questions. We got questions. I like that though. I'll be thinking about where um where our boy goes. Straw, Sean, where Sean, he goes. Yeah. yeah. I think he it, is that portal connected to the portal at our lunch table, perhaps. Yes. Is that that is that it? Yeah. Is that where the treasure came from? Was our it's like now the treasure's out of there, right? Is it just filled with our garbage? <laughs> Martin's the gatekeeper. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, now it's time for our scene stealers coming in hot. Number of kids, number of people here. Number one, the kid from the Silence Dude with Letter scene. He wants some more money. He's criticizing Riley's handwriting. It's a fat hundo from Ian. <laughs> Love to see it. Don't work for free, kids. <laughs> Always get your get what's due. Bread you know? up. Yeah. Uh, next kid, I have young Benjamin Gates. Okay. All right. You know, not as doesn't come in as hot, but he does a good job. I like to shout out when kid actors do well. Yeah. All right, that's like fair. That. Yeah. Next guy, John Adams Gates, aka friend of the pod, Christopher Plummer. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, hey. my guy. He's only in that one scene, but it's just he dominates. Oh, yeah. It's a 40-point triple-double. Great stuff from him. <laughs> just demands all of the respect. I feel like oh, yeah. they definitely got him in this movie just so that they could include his narration in the trailer. Easily, yeah. And his name on the poster. They're like, yes. Like, who's got a, they're like, let's just stack this shit out. We got Christopher Plummer, Nick Cage, Sean. Bean. Sean yep, Sean Bean. Um, John Voight at that time. Big, big deal. Harvey Keitel, they're like, let's just fucking stack this shit up. Oh, and they did. Absolutely. Another guy, maybe in too much of the movie, 
but we already shouted him out a million times. You know we love this guy, Riley Poole. Absolutely. A.K.A. number one history knower. Did you say maybe <laughs> too much boy. in the movie? He's in the movie a lot, so it's not necessarily what you think of when you think of a scene still. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were saying for your for yourself. No. He was in. No, the, not yeah, for like, my I thought guy. you were complaining nope. for a sec. Yeah, uh, no. yeah, I was gonna of say. Whoa! Not. I thought we were gassing this guy up earlier. <laughs> we love him. No, just too much for this yeah. category. Maybe. All right. Uh, and then my last one, Agent Peter Sadusky, the boy. Amen. That's where I start off. Sadusky the goat. I'm throwing mm-hmm. in the butcher. Yep. Okay. All right. All she right. just, I mean, she, she's, she, you know, she's like a reliever. Yes. Comes in, gets her three innings. <laughs> Scene stealer. Uh, quick one in the gift shop. Uh, gift shop. A uh, clerk who just like is like, you gonna steal this? Like, are you stealing that? Yep. Like, you gotta pay for it. We Boom. take Visa. Yeah. Yep. Trade stuff from her. Great well. exchange. Yeah. Buys two. Ben's a genius. He buys Bro, two yep. to give a fake. Oh. And then immediately, credit card slip. You so he's not a genius. He's actually a dumbass. Yeah. You gotta just dump. Why would you have any identifying things yeah. on you? Like, what if you lose your box? Why wouldn't you think just, to have a bunch of cash as, like, getaway? Just have a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. Like, just in case. Flaw. Flaw on their part. Uh, big dumb move by Paul Brown. Paul Brown. Ben Gates. Let's blame Paul Brown. That's what I'm that doing. Yeah. Ooh, Paul Brown. You know, Ooh. at that point, he had had two glasses of champagne. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he drank them pretty quick. Here's to getting <laughs> no fucking food, murdered, right? <laughs> Didn't see him getting any of the appetizers. So, you know, I think that's a lesson for you guys. If you're going to suspiciously sh- just sh- shotgun two things of champagne, also make sure you get the hors d'oeuvres a little bit. Yeah. Get the bacon wrap scallop. Get a little bit of the pizza in the blanket. Oh, you know, you don't want to. You don't want to be drunk. Yeah. Also, don't let two glasses of champagne. Do you also, you kind of do want to be a little drunk for a heist, yeah. don't you? You're about to commit a heinous crime. Well, I mean, yeah. you can. You're allowed to be a little tipsy, at least. Yeah. Maybe a little. I don't maybe think you shouldn't get drunk. Yeah. On the edge. You want to be you a little loose. Up a little, yeah. Find your pocket, and then go mm-hmm. steal a declaration. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Did they hear it from us? Nah, from me. <laughs> I can tell you to do that shit. We do not endorse this. Uh... We also don't not endorse it at the same That's time. Anyway, We're not actively telling you no. Now it is time to get into a little bit of trivia, a little bit of tidbits. So anything that jumps out to you when you're watching this movie, I have a ton of trivia. Fire off, bro. Uh... Okay. It took seven years to get this movie made. It was a seven-year odyssey. Why is that? There was just a lot going on. They couldn't find a producer. They had to rewrite it, like, tone it down, tone it up. Just took a long time. Try to dial it in. did it exactly right. Oh, so a lot of their ideas were pre-9-11. Oh, okay. Yeah, 1997. Interesting. I guess 1996, because it was made in 2003, came out 2004. Yep. Um, I have some from, like, an oral... Not an oral history, but like interviews hyping up the movie before it came out. Or right after, maybe. Um, so when approached with the material, Cage was not quite sure it would be believable. I think that the very thing that made me trepidatious was the same thing that intrigued me. Which is the idea of a man going in and stealing the Declaration of Independence, Cage said. I thought, 
This doesn't seem very plausible, and how could this actually be pulled off? I met with John Turtletop, the director, and he said, But that's what's interesting. He's audacious. He's bold. And Jerry Bruckheimer always brings in a great group of technical advisors who do research and try to figure out exactly how to make it within the context of the film seem as believable as possible. And I got to do it in a tuxedo. So that was interesting to me as well. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, um, I, I didn't know Nicolas Cage was a scholar throwing around yeah. words like trepidatious. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Big brain cage. Also, just a quick comment on the tuxedo. The, the pop collar he has throughout the rest of like the time he's wearing the tuxedo is just insane. Mm-hmm. Like Underrated drip from uh, Ben Diggs. Yeah, People okay. don't talk about it enough. Oh, yeah. Riley asked him, Riley's like, how you look? He's like, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Another quote from the same article, providing the film's comic relief as the assistant who always knows just a little less history than his learned employer, Bartha, so Riley, saw a chance to stand out for the slew of action movie sidekicks. I think I've seen this character on page in maybe 20 movies. So basically, my job as an actor is to try to create an interesting and new, fresh idea for the character. Basically, I came up with an idea where I try to make this guy the audience. That's what I saw in the script that would shine the most to me. This guy, what if he was sitting in the audience and someone picked him up and threw him into the screen like Purple Rose of Cairo, and he reacted accordingly in a realistic and humorous manner to the things that were happening. The ridiculous as sometimes things that were happening around him. That was how I approached the guy. I also wanted to make him a bit of a wild man in the sense of what if he was what if he was stuck in a cubicle for his entire life? He got hired by the NSA when he was 14 as a computer expert, and he has been in a tiny little cubicle making computer models, and someone finally comes and gives him a chance to go on an adventure, and I think everyone can identify with that. Most people work in a cubicle for their entire life, so I wanted to make him like a mouse in a cage and you release him, and he has to find that cheese. Wild. I love it. So, I don't know if that is canon. They do say, Riley, you're not missing that tiny little cubicle we found you in, but maybe that's why Riley is such a good... Hatter hired at fourteen by the NSA. Wow, sketchy stuff. If Makes true, Makes sense. Yeah. Did he have his working papers? <laughs> what were his hours? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm calling Ocho right now. Benefits? <laughs> what he dude was probably retired. See, he probably shouldn't have left. He would have been able to retire. Like <laughs> yes. I mean, five years. Like, you know? <laughs> in a fourteen, dude's Bested gonna be working until he's thirty-five. <laughs> working until he's 30. Riley Poole, underrated idiot, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Also from this article, filmmakers wanted someone intelligent and strong to go ahead to go head-to-head with Cage. All the other actresses played it either too funny or too cute and not nerdy enough. Kruger apparently intimidated Cage during the screen test. Wow. Now, Kruger tells a different <laughs> version of the story. I've heard that I intimidated him since yesterday, and I wish it was true. I'm very glad to hear it, actually, because that's a first. I know, I think what happened is I was extremely starstruck and I didn't know if I was going to get the job. There were two other girls that were testing for the movie, and I've seen every single film he's been ever been in. Three years ago, I had just started drama school and Adaptation was out. And here I was two years later in Hollywood screen testing in this very surreal situation. And I was terrified he would think I'm a terrible actress. So I couldn't even look him in the eye, and I was a little standoffish just because I wanted to make sure I didn't screw up my screen test. So maybe he thought I was odd. Interesting. Interesting. I love it. Interesting. I love it. Now, this is maybe the 
hottest, fucking wildest take I've ever seen in my entire life, and I love it. John Voigt, they ask him about it. He says, you know, he likes playing supporting roles because they often provide the heart of a film. I'm very fortunate. I get the knock on the door to come to do these pieces, and I'm very grateful for that aspect. These pieces are good pieces, and roles are good roles. I'm kind of an anchor guy now, you know? I kind of hold the thing in a place in a certain way. Like in Heat. Without that character in Heat, something would be missing. When they need some gravitas, they call on me for things, and I'm getting nice parts that way. Just comparing National Treasure to Heat is insane. What a fucking (laughs) thing. He's like, yeah, this is basically the same as my role in Heat. Oh, man. That's just a Disney movie to one of the greatest movies of all time. (laughs) I love it. And he's not wrong. Oh, man. I like that. I like that bit uh, that he says. Self-aware. Self-aware. But I just love, like, he is legitimately incredible. And just in the same breath, be like, you know, this role is a lot like my role in one of the most famous popular movies of all time. <laughs> Same breath. Gotta love it. <laughs> and then another Nicholas Cage quote here. I do, I got to go to these very hallowed grounds, landmarks like Independence Hall, and start to cultivate the enthusiasm that even the character has. Because even though it's not his... Even though it's not a historically loaded movie, I wanted to make it fascinating on some level to people. But I would point out that this is a world treasure. This is not just a United States treasure. This is a treasure that belongs to the world, and I believe it's even in the movie. I mean, these are the things here, like Alexander's sword. I don't know if that's in the movie. But artifacts that belong to the entire world. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Is this like... Also, shout out Alexander the Great. Is he doing this like friend of the show? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these were like um, articles about the movie in the front up, and like probably that version of like people now doing on the Tonight Show and all yeah. that stuff. It's like it was just like fantastic. Now stuff. to discuss the colonial context of where these archives were taken from, like, <laughs> like damn, dude. He's like, do not. He's like, I swear to God, just don't put it in the British Museum. Send it back where it belongs. And this is the guy who had to return a dinosaur fossil because it was stolen. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Great guy. I, love it. I don't know if it's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is in the movie. I don't know if it's in the movie, but I think. <laughs> but it might be. It. <laughs> All right. If there's a sword, it's probably Alexander's. Who All knows? Right. Question about the movie, um, real quick. Okay. All right. Well, when they're uh, when they're down in the crypt of all the like the you know the the bread, um, he he pops the torch down and like it lights up the whole mm-hmm. room on those streaks and stuff. Where's the oxygen yep. coming from, like to like you know ignite it? Chris, that's a good question. Um, an important question. And the thing about oxygen is we need it, we rely on it, and it's one of my favorite molecules. You know, it's one of my favorite things to breathe. And yeah, damn! You should be you should be a press secretary. That was good. That was a good dodge. Thank you. Uh, moving on, the film's suggestion that the original Declaration of Independence still has clearly visible ink is inaccurate. The document's ink would dry over time due to exposure to damage. It's damaged lighting. Lighting. That's a typo, I think. Oh, exposure to damaging lightning. There it is. Uh, with little ink still existing by 1876. 
So RIP to our guy, the Declaration of Independence. Right. Tried, but not too hard. What was that? Not even 100 years? Only 100 yeah, years. Sad. Sad. Oh, yeah. This is- Diane Fruger did most of her own stunt work in the car chase scene. Oh, really? Good job by oh, her. wow. Round of applause. Swinging on the door and stuff. Good for her. Yeah. Like I uh, already brought up, the initial rough cut of the movie, so this isn't like a cut that they thought was going to make it to the market or anything, but just like the initial rough cut, four hours long. Final cut, two hours and 11 minutes. We were robbed. That means there's probably a three-hour cut that is very well. Somewhere. Would be my guess. I want to see the full. And that, that's I what I want. I want to see the full four hours. Yep. We yep. want the rough four <laughs> hours. There are. I saw some extended uh, deleted scenes. And they flesh out the henchmen a little bit more. Give them a little bit more to do. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. I want to so they extend the scene where um, Ian's like, why is silence capitalized? They're in the Watergate Hotel. Mm-hmm. That, that part is cut. Yeah. That the Watergate and the henchmen actually figure out some of the clues. Like they did a little bit of talking. And then there's another scene that's like similar where they just, the henchmen did a little bit. There's also alternate endings. Mm. That are uh, kind of interesting. Hell yeah, I gotta yeah. check those out. Yeah, they just have that one scene where they flash YouTube people. And that's it. Like, it, it. oh, is it? Okay. Natch, casual, casual. Um, along with the Dates family all being named after founding fathers, Ian's last name is Howe. Last name of two brothers who were a British general and an admiral in the Revolutionary War. Oh. You know, kind of leading invasion of New York in the beginning. They were not. They were pretty sympathetic to the rebels. They loved America, so if it were not for them, probably wouldn't have won that war. Because they were like, "Hey, we don't want to start a bloodbath. These are our boys, kind of in a way. Like, let's go a little easy on them." So, shout out the Howe brothers. Still British. <laughs> Still British. <laughs> what's more than more than like just say the Howe brothers, but less than a shout out. Like, what's that? Respect, maybe, or thumbs up, yeah. thumbs up to them. Thumbs one up. thumb up, a head nod, just one. Like maybe a dap. We could dap them up in the Washington D.C. segment during the planning stage of the um, heist. The movie cuts to an external shot of a building on the Potomac River, presumably where the bad guys are planning their attempt. This building is the Watergate Hotel, so they show the hotel. They don't have the sign up in the movie. Yeah. Okay. The timely shadow clue is very unreliable, even with Riley's daily saving time included. Uh, the shadow of the sun would be different depending on the seasons of the year. So, you know, no wonder no any but no wonder the uh, treasure hasn't been found because we got all these dumbass clues. The secret lies with Charlotte. Not a lot to go on. Yeah, thanks. Timely shadow. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? Finding another Invisible clue. Ink. <laughs> there's always another clue there's always another clue this is like a great old guy performance from John Voight where he, like, he does that always says another clue and then status quo son status quo <laughs> just like no subtlety at all <laughs> just, yeah just, just right like, in front of Ian yep. it's like yeah uh huh you know, these guys are plotting something <laughs> oh right. are they going to try to get me to go to Boston <laughs> oh shit they're trying to get me to go to boston <laughs> yeah. I, I love- and that's when jen com- jem comes into play and it turns out he was on nick's yeah. cage aside the whole time 
I, I love when either of them, like, they have his dad captive. And, like, like, they just have that one scene where they open the door and he's just sitting there. I'm like, this doesn't really seem like a very high-tense, like, hostage situation. He's just yeah. chilling. Like, <laughs> chilling I think, you know, car. they are. Yeah. Oh, wait. Was he in a car? They are assholes, but they're not 100% ticks. Dude, they were going to kill Nicolas Cage. <laughs> like, right off Jordan the bat, Riley, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Says if you know Shaw's dead, you think I care about you? True. That's just loyalty to your friends, though. Wild Gates is attempting to decipher the first clue on board the Charlotte. After Shaw suggests prison, Riley says Albuquerque. See, I can do it too. Snorkel. This is a reference to the 1998 Weird Al song Albuquerque, which talks about a man's journey to Albuquerque to retrieve his lucky snorkel. Now that. Trivia from IMDb, not really what the song is about. The song, like, the guy go, does go to Albuquerque, and then someone steals his snorkel, and he does briefly try to get it back. That's not the point of the song, though. That's Let's not get it twisted, but still a sit reference. That's they awesome. just threw that one in there. It has nothing to do with Albuquerque. The, song, the song name Albuquerque, is Albuquerque. Yeah. Oh, no. It yeah. has nothing to do with prison, though. No. No, no it's just, That's just uh, something Albuquerque that they wanted to snorkel. throw. Okay. Interesting. That's cool. I love it. The Liberty Bell in the movie was made of styrofoam. The movie was shot a few days before the Liberty Bell was put in. This is proven by the fact that protective shades were installed in the observation window when the bell was installed. In the movie, Ian looks exactly where the shades are supposed to be, if the real bell was there. So. Interesting. Good job by them, I guess. Trying to tell. I love it. Yeah. The beginning of the movie was filmed in Utah. By Soldier Reservoir. Wow, that's his name. Chris, what do you know about it? I love it. Uh, first name old... Soldier, last name Reservoir. No, that's where it was shot. Oh, it's like near near Soldier. Oh my Reservoir. god! Right. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> that's kind of sick. <laughs> that would be a sick name. Oh yeah. What if if I am incorrect and your name is Soldier Reservoir and you're listening to this? Shout out you, great name. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on, come on the pod. <laughs> Friend of the pod. In one of the deleted scenes, President Jackson arrives at the White House after Carol dies. And I watched this scene. It's like seconds after he dies. And uh, Gates' young ancestor attempts to tell the president the message. Jackson tells the boy that Carol was senile and actually had told him before. So he dismisses it as an old man's ramblings. He's like, Charlotte, yeah, this guy's told me a hundred times. He always forgets. Nobody knows who Charlotte is. It's made up. So, you know, not that he needs any more tough looks, but tough look for Andrew Jackson. Scumbag. He's, got, yeah. he's got himself a good amount of tough looks, I think. Yeah, another red flag. Noted scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Riley says he got half of a percent of the treasure money. If Benjamin Franklin Gates' earlier estimate back in the church was the dusty of $10 billion is accurate, Riley would have made $50 million. That also means that yeah. Ben turned down $1 billion. So this guy's pissed he got $50 million. He's like, God damn. Could have been a bill. Could have yeah. been a bill. Could have. You don't want those problems, Riley. You don't want the billionaire problems. Come on now. Well, wouldn't it? It's $500 million, right? Maybe. If it. Um, of- yeah, cause, yeah, it would have been. Because it would have been 1%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been. It would have been significantly more, is what we know. But they would have lost in the 08 market crash, anyways. Oh, yeah. Hot. <laughs> yep. Unless. Do you think they bet against the housing market? Are they like investors in the big short movie? No, they had a Lehman Brothers. Some of those guys. It. Yeah. 
in the movie, in the movie, when John Adams Gates is telling young Benjamin Franklin Gates about the treasure, he says, they knew they had to make sure the treasure would never fall into the hands of the British, so they devised a series of clues and maps to its location. The whole point of the movie involves keeping the clues and treasures away from Ian, who is British. <gasps> oh, whoa. wow. The more you that know. That makes sense, yeah. When they figure out the time for finding the glasses at Independence Hall, the time is 2.22, the Liberty Bell cracked on Washington's birthday, February 22nd, 2.22. Oh my god. Oh. Wow. So play the X-Files music. Did we just confirm the Illuminati? This just goes deeper. I mean, freaking Deep State Sadusky lets <laughs> Ben Gates walk. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't trust Deep him. Deep State Sadusky, man. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so now we're done with trivia. Now I'm moving into a almost a category of its own for tidbits. But this is like a couple of these actors in this. They're heaters. They got three of the best movies for this podcast that you could have. So Christopher Plummer, he's in this National Treasure, right? Knives Out, another favorite, and Inside Man. All right, let's go. Try back That's there. just a fantastic three movies for the pod. Killing right? it. 100%. Diane Kruger is in this, Troy, and Inglorious Bastards. Oh, she is in Troy. Yep. Fucking, she, in Troy, she plays the most beautiful woman to have ever lived. Like, she's a very beautiful amazing woman. stretch. Are you guys arguing that? Or? Just like, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, Troy, Inglorious Bastards, National Treasure, that's like a almost unimpeachable triumvirate of movies for high key obsessed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's okay. okay. Yeah. And that's just off the top of my head. So I dig into the filmography of everyone else, right? Yeah. Nicholas Cage. He's in a lot. Too many to name, really. <laughs> uh, Face Off, The Rock, and then like uh, 10 other movies we could put in here. You know, we could do Raisin Arizona, maybe. That's why, like, whatever we want to do. There's a million. But for me, it's Face Off, The Rock, National Treasure. Holy shit. This guy. Hell yeah. Justin Bartha, not as strong, but he's in the Hanover movies. Super strong, just for the first Hanover and National Treasure. Doesn't have that third one because the next two Hanover movies suck. And then he's not really in a lot else, but if it was two movies, National Treasure and the Hanover, pretty good. I mean, we could do National Treasure 2, National Treasure, the Hanover. Pretty strong, but behind the rest. That's still a solid career right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Bean, Lord of the Rings. Boromir, shout out. Yeah, Rip. Um, not a strong third movie for me, unless you want to count like all the Lord of the Rings. He has cameos in all three, I think. Yeah. He made appearances, if you have the extended edition, if you Absolutely. want. But Game of Thrones. At odd. Not eligible, unfortunately. Yeah. Not a movie. But Ned Stark. Still, uh, he falls under a great category of uh, best uh, cinematic deaths. Yes. Maybe the leader in all time cinematic death. Oh, yeah. Guy's dying a lot. He does a lot of dying. John Voight, National Treasure. Heat, Transformers. Oh, shoot. And or Holes, depending. I I have Transformers. If you want to say Holes, holes, I'm not going to give you any guff. Okay, I'm going to give you guff, Chris. I can't believe you've done this. But garbage politics, so he's out. Get him out of here. Oh, R.I.P. So to me, I think Diane Kruger is the high key obsessed three movie challenge winner for this movie. Hundred percent. And Glorious Bastards is 
incredible. One of the best. Troy is amazing. It's awesome. It's just like I talked about this on the Hell or High Water pod. Like all these movies, the Sword and Sandal movies, they try to make Gladiator. You're not going to make Gladiator. Just make Troy. Like you're not going to make Gladiator. So don't even try. Just make a fun movie and instead of making like a watered down, weird, lame, not that fun movie. Like Gladiator fucking slaps, but you're not going to reach it. Yeah. That's my two cents. I like that. Hmm. Troy, Troy still slaps, yeah. Do you guys have any other tidbits? Anything that stands out when you watch this movie? Um, you know, just the fact that it's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rewatchability is um through the roof. I would say that it it has one of the highest. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As far as movies go, it's probably like top three rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I mean, just really good uh, job. Uh, I, I, my, one of my favorite parts of the movie is all like the cheesy cutaways that they have of like national monuments and stuff. It, like, with, like, first first of all, how dare like, you? Music and stuff. I love it. It's just like, it's is it cheesy or is it like cliche? America. Like, I think it's like cliche. America. It's like a beer yeah. commercial. <laughs> I will say, it makes me love my country, this movie. Goddamn steal a declaration and find treasure. Oh yeah, we're we're treasure mm-hmm. protectors, man. <laughs> <laughs> then he just like yeah. flexes on him. I'm excited for when we remaster this, we run it back and we do it we do this one and we do National Treasure 2. But the next time we do this one, we're gonna play the National Treasure drinking game and then record the podcast. So there's gonna be lots of people. Because oh. let me read let me read the rules to you Ooh. right now. So this is from a website that has only drinking games on it. What website is this? I, no free ad reads, brother. <laughs> oh, let's <laughs> go, baby. All right. So this is their note. There is no basic version of this game. There is only death. <laughs> Second note. Please be aware of how intense this game is. Know your limits and know when to switch to water or stop drinking. Keep snats on hand. Carbs are your friend. Chris and I have played this game twice. Okay. Uh, both times ended with me puking. Yep. One time ended with Chris, who had planned to leave, sleeping over. Yep. The other time, he aborted after, like, half a drink, if that, yep. and dipped. Yeah. So the, this first one where I slept over, like, I, I unintentionally slept over, uh, Mr. Mr. Heike obsessed here. I think he was at least three drinks deep within 15 minutes and started puking for the rest yes. of the movie. Oh my god! <laughs> I I don't remember what like that's a night I barely remember. Yep, yep. So I I was just sitting alone on a couch trying to play the drinking game myself while I just hear him <laughs> throwing up in the background. It was not good. It was not good. I think it was one of those cases. I made like super strong drinks yeah. and we planned to sip it, but then once we started sip, or at least me, once I started sipping, I forgot my yeah. like how strong the drink was and i was like oh no you gotta go with a nice before. light beer for this yeah i, I can vouch if, yeah. he, he had some heavy pours he definitely had some heavy pours yeah. the pours were heavy <laughs> in that case. i was like I'm i think it was die it was like whiskey and dr pepper i want to yeah, say it was like a wild game. yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of booze a lot of sugar in that like uh uh-huh. yes it was dumb <laughs> all right i have more experience how now. do you play this game uh anyway so you None of these are like finish your drink or anything. It's all okay. So drink when a historical figure is mentioned. You hear a gunshot, and Chris and I did like 
every gunshot you had to draw. Oh, so like, yeah. even if there's like five in one scene, <laughs> uh, the team discovers a clue. The team enters a historical building or landmark. Jeez. Nicholas Cage yells. Nicholas Cage yells. You have to drink. <laughs> a lot of that. Riley does something tech savvy. And then these are words you have to drink when people say them. Declaration or Declaration of Independence. Treasure. Freemason. Gates. So just the name Gates, which happens they a lot. They just say Gates. Map. And then, oh, no, there are finisher drinks. Take a shot or finish your drink when <laughs> Riley knows something that Ab- Ben and Abigail do not know. <laughs> There's only the one time. And then while the fire is lit in the treasure oh, room. Oh, yes, it do. Difficulty rating? Yes, it do. 15 out of 10. on that one? Yeah. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Damn. 15 out of 10. So we're going to do that. You know, more experienced strangers at this time. We're a little bit of vets in this. Hey, oh, give me that four-hour cut. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just go straight to the hospital. <laughs> we probably should do. We'll do the four-hour cut with this drinking game in the lobby of the yeah. hospital. Oh, I'd be already paid you to like hydrate me. You know, like we got this. Yeah. But yeah, so we're gonna do the drinking game, and then we're gonna record the pod, and then sleep for two days. Yep. And then we'll do National Treasure 2. So that's what we have to look forward that's to. That's going to be an awesome podcast. Yeah, it's going to be one hell of a podcast. <laughs> it's going to be... We do We do have a drunk pod. Burned it. Deleted it. Buried it. Yes. It was tough. It was tough. It was our first experiment with in-person podcasting. We'll have to figure it out. Yeah. Anyway. Um, last category. The secret category. Normally, this is... What would your role be in a heist crew? Chris and I talked about this already. Mike, you didn't get a chance talked about it off air you would be the guy in charge of counting the money while we're in the bank <laughs> let's go and then after the heist you're in charge of distributing make sure everyone gets their fair cut and a boy they give me the important jobs <laughs> exactly it's a tough role too you gotta make sure we don't get any of the marked bills or like the ones with the capsules and all yeah, that. Yeah. you know a lot of pressure hey, i know all about the debits and credits baby come on <laughs> but now for this one a special Special question for you guys. So say, you know, we're hanging out. Hopefully before we played the National Treasure drinking game. Nicholas Cage comes. He has the Declaration of Independence. He's like, you know, here's these clues. We have to fucking solve this. It's all the U.S. history. We got to solve these clues. Can we pull this off? Could we pull off a National Treasure type scavenger hunt? Treasure Just U.S. history? I mean, you know, I would assume so. Well, we do have an advantage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mr. Google. We don't have to go to the archives. (laughs) Also, guys, I don't want to, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. I'm a historian. (laughs) Are you? MA in history. Uh, Hey, I I might not. got it. I I might not mention it. Little known Uh, fact. I'm a federal employee, so I can try to, you know, be like, hey, uh, can you give me uh, special tickets to a gala at the fucking archives? Chris is going to get Dude, us we're in. getting the VIP Capitol tour. Exactly. There we go. We're going to be on the floor of the Capitol. We're ready to oh, go. Yeah. Plus, we got Nicholas Cage with us. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's got some clout. Yeah. Well, that'll, that'll bring a bunch of, like, photographers and stuff. That's the worry, though. Like, like the paparazzi will pull up. He'll wear a hoodie. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. I'm going to get my firm to uh, engage with the uh, National Archives, do an audit, mm-hmm. and then... Um, and then we audit the I Fed. have all the reason mm-hmm. to be there. Oh. We can audit the Fed. Yeah. Give all the money back Two to the people. Yeah, like, 
cutting costs in the preservation room. Like, oh, you guys don't need like this and this. Like, you know, you can go down there. No, get all of this out. All I want in here, I want three grandmothers. You know what the preservation is room now is? It's a business. We're making delicious jams and jelly. There it is. Boom. National deficit. It's gone. Boom. Gone. Goodbye. Largest export. Jams and jellies. Jams and jellies. Delicious jams and jellies, to be clear. Yeah. And also, like, the, the Italian. I don't know if you would count this as a jam or jelly, but, like, that the hot pepper spread on sandwiches. Not necessarily a jam or jelly, but I also want that made in the preservation. I like that. Let's it just feels, it feels so like it's, it's, it's a canning operation. It's a canning Can operation. these grandmothers yes. be there against their will, unpaid, and that's yeah. how we're making all the money? This is like a- um, I don't think so. My In my head, they were so skilled that they were just, like, you know, they're selling, like, hotcakes. Okay. Like, they're grandmothers. You know they're making delicious sure. jams jellies. We already know it. Their cannon stills are out of line. Oh, yeah. They'd... And then maybe if we want to get a little crazy with it, your grandfather, the coolest one, no disrespect to your other grandfather, but he's there. He's finally crushing the red pepper himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, let's get that He going. also sells that in the preservation room. We're making money. All right. This will be great. Practically printing it. But that is all I have for you, except for one more thing I want to pitch. Alexander the Great Sword brought up. My pitch for National Treasure 3, this time it's personal, has always been Ian gets out of prison. He has his daughter, you know, Nicholas Cage is now Professor Ben Gates. Him and Abigail are broken up. It's just him and Riley. His dad's dead. He's down bad. It's a little darker. It's a little bit more adult. Um, This one student in one of his classes is like, hey, I think I found Alexander the Great's tomb. Him and Riley go on this, you know, one last quest. Maybe Abigail's there for some reason. But like one last ride. Turns out Ian is her father. It's a trap. He's going to find Alexander the Great's tomb. He's going to get rich, and then he's going to kill Nicholas Cage. And then we're off. I love it. And we're running. I love it. Nicholas Cage National in Treasure the end Three is dead. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Probably not, but National Treasure 3, this time it's personal. National Treasure 3 allegedly happening in recent days. Nicholas Cage has said that the idea of working for a big studio like Disney makes him shutter so we'll see but you know disney you know cut the check whatever he says i still want national treasure 3 make it happen i still want area 51 especially now that nasa's hiring these these uh theologists theologists, which is weird 24 yes isn't that about religion yeah yes because they want they want to know how people react to aliens if aliens come down what's your religion now yeah uh but yep, that's a podcast, I think. So, Chris, Mike, what do you got to plug? Where do people find you? What do you got going on? What do you want people to read, talk about, whatever? Find me nowhere. Okay. He's off the grid. He's got a hoodie on, so you know it's for real. Hiding from the government. He's hiding from the feds. Uh, yeah, catch me uh, catch me chilling in Greene County or, you know, down in, down in uh, good old Kingston, New York. Uh if you see me, don't throw eggs at me. And always be nice yeah, to be strangers. Rude. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah. Tip your waitresses as well. Uh, you know, thank you. Uh, yeah. We don't want any Mr. Pinks around yeah, here. Nah. Oh, sick reference. Good night, Cleveland. Until next time, you know, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to hop on podcast platform of your choice drop those five-star ratings those five-star reviews say hey chris and mike great guest have them on all the time if you don't like them give me a five-star review and say never have them on again 
you know, whatever you want to say, just five stars. If you want to be like, this podcast sucks, five stars still, please. Anyway, also follow the show on Instagram at high T underscore obsessed underscore podcast and on Twitter at high T O podcast. So till next time, remember Charlotte, the secret lies with Charlotte.